the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day. Welcome. Happy June 11th. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Markets open down pretty big and pretty much so across the board. 2% down in the S&P 500, 3% down in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, 1.8% down in the NASDAQ. Hopefully, this isn't like shocking news to you. Um, it's kind of nice to have some down days. I know it's kind of like getting rain in the middle of dry season. It's like, whoa, nice. All the major indices started the session ultimately pulling back today. That's pretty broad-based. All 11 S&P 500 sectors started trading in negative territory. Again, pretty broad-based. Some of these numbers are just stupid-looking. Or you look at it and like, whoa. Let me explain that to you real quick. Um, I just told you the NASDAQ's down one-ish, S&P 500's down two-ish, the Dow Jones is down 3% roughly. Energy's down 6.3%. That's whopping. That's uh, Trey Grande. Industrials and financials. Okay, so the Federal Reserve said something yesterday. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell's press conference. Ultimately, I don't want to call him a beautiful man. But he's a beautiful man. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to raise interest rates until 2022. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. There's there's a year missing there, right? Yeah. So interest rates should be here for a long time. Okay, maybe if the economy heats up too much, he'll have to bring it forward. And we'll like, oh, we're so mad at you because it's not 2022. 2022. Wow, doesn't sound like it's so far in the future. So let's hit what Powell said yesterday. We're not even thinking about raising rates. He actually said that. He said the recovery is going to take some time. He said that the Fed wants to get inflation back up and will welcome low readings on unemployment. He believes there will be significant portion of people who are jobless once the recovery takes hold. Hmm. Significant portion of people who are jobless once recover. Wow. So he thinks recovery is going to leave some people behind. He's our head banker. He said there are many differences between now and the Great Depression. He does see a full recovery over time. May unemployment was a welcome surprise. Uh, the unemployment report that came out last Friday was like, ooh, nice. We've created jobs. We thought we were losing jobs. Uh, a couple more things that he said. Full recovery unlikely to occur until consumers feel confident. Direct fit, and I think that one's important because 
when you say have the, did the stocks get ahead of themselves? Is the sector ahead of itself? The answer is probably maybe, yeah. Because he's saying no full recovery until all consumers feel confident. Direct federal uh, fiscal support still might be needed. Fed discussed measures including explicit forms of forward guidance and uh, asset purchases. So by the fact him telling us nothing until 2022, we know what we got. We got super freaking fracking low interest rates. That tends to stimulate the economy. Now, it helps. If you have a government who can shape some legislation that might have some infrastructure spending in it so that we not only have low interest rates, but then we're borrowing at low rates and we're putting people to work with borrowed money at low rates. For you and me, if we own real estate, seeing that interest rates are going to stay low for another year and a half is welcome news if you want your home to appreciate. If you were thinking about buying a house when the economy, you know, screwed up housing prices so much to the point that, you know, you felt there's a bargain there, that may not happen because you're going to be competing with people with low interest rate buying power. So the Federal Reserve chairman yesterday said he is committed to using full range of tools. Okay, I get it, dude. We are set there. We couldn't ask for anything more. Our bankers are saying we're going to keep the, the rails greased. We're not going to. We're going to be good. Don't 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 worry about us. Okay. I can't exactly say that about the president and or Congress at this time. It feels like the next round of stimulus may not happen due to political reasons. We'll see. So a little bit of economic news this morning. Initial jobless claims still piling up. For the week ending June 6, decreasing by about 355,000, a still very, very high number, though, of 1.54 million. Over the past 12 weeks, there have been 44.2 million applications for jobless claims. The four week moving average for initial claims decreased by 286,000 to 2 million, roughly. So those numbers aren't great. Steve Mnuchin's on TV today talking about the increase in jobs was a direct result of the Paycheck uh, Protection Program. Steve Mnuchin's actually um, kind of taking a little bit of a, a tour here. Uh, I, a lot of people feel that his PPP program was, was done well between both parties. Uh, Mnuchin says the U.S. will not shut down its economy again. Mnuchin says he is a uh, optimistic on medical progress on the virus. He believes there will be a large growth in the GDP in the third quarter. He's prepared to go back to Congress for additional money. And he also said money for state and local governments is under discussion. Good. Our government, our federal government helping the states seems to be the right idea. If I may say to the courts, that does sound good, right? So it it was bound to happen here on the market. The it being ref, uh, referring to what's happening right now. It is happening right now. A pretty good pullback. It's notable. 
Um, we've seen the S&P 500 gain as much as 48% from its March 23 lows. So when the uh, S&P 500 marches that high, 48% in a month and a half, right? Or two-wise. You go, that's crazy. You could pull that off in the stock market? Yeah. But then there's going to be a period of time where we have to sell some uh, winners, where people go, well, I was going to get in, but you're up 48%. But you know, they were going to get in at 46%, 44%. Like, they never got in. And it just becomes a little bit too stretched of a, a, a chance to jump in for some people. The NASDAQ 100 is up 50% from its bottom. The Russell 2000 up 59%. So they do deserve days where they come down 57%, up down 55 down up 53%. But a down day, you know, a pullback's normal. Economic growth worries wrapped up yesterday that the Fed... Uh, not going to be helpful. They're going to be very helpful, it looks like. So that's what we got out there. Eli Lilly said that uh, they have a COVID-19 treatment probably available as early as September if either of the two antibody therapies, its testings, go well. Well, that's, that's kind of not a lot of information there. It's, they're telling us they got some product coming out, maybe, if testing goes well. What if testing goes poorly? Now, clearly, Lilly's not trying to set themselves up for failure. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So yesterday, the Federal Reserve got together and robbled. And when all was said and done, they said, we're not going to do anything to interest rates till... Probably the end of 2022. I'm like, that is a freaking far out forecast. The Fed never does it like that. And I texted my friend Tony Mendez. I was like, well, you're you're in business for another couple of years because people are going to want to borrow money um, to buy homes. Low interest rates. That will stimulate. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. If you liked financial stocks yesterday, that was very, very bad news. By not raising interest rates, the banks have a very, very tough time making money. I know you're saying, poor banks. Just Eat is buying Grubhub for $7.3 billion. Um, I think we kind of started something pretty cool with delivery services, and a lot of the future got brought forward. What would have taken five years to flush out who's the winners and losers, we flushed them out pretty fast. Uh, due to coronavirus, jobless claims to continue to trend lower, adding to signs of a labor recovery. Hmm. Never wanted to be dramatic, but the pandemic is forcing a kind of a reckoning, right? When do you think you'll get to hang out with your neighbors and then what you're with strangers and then with larger groups of strangers? When do you think you'll go back to a gap store? Will you ever feel comfortable until there's a cure picking up a t-shirt that someone just touched five minutes right before you? <laughs> I wasn't a big 
hang out with people in the first place. So COVID-19 kind of brought my utopian future faster forward. I don't really need to shop. The coronavirus pandemic caused stores nationwide to really look at their business models at this point in time and, and figure out how they're going to serve people going forward. Consumers have been shifting more of their spending from bricks and mortar to bigger plays and retail online. Get this. This shows you how things have changed, right? And I hope you have a story like this. Um, I, I This is almost embarrassing. I like wearing diesel jeans. They fit me well. I think I've got perfect uh, soccer legs. Like I've, I've got like th- just muscle everywhere in my legs. Okay. My tushy's okay. It's not you know Kardashian. It's not epic in any way, shape, or form. It's not bony. But there's jeans that fit me really well called diesels, and the ones that I like the brand. They stopped making them in the United States, but guess where they still make them? Europe. So I found places in Europe that I can order from. This is one called Farfetch. And you're like, whoa, they're shipping it like um, that, that crazy express over over the over the Atlantic. Like, this is kind of interesting. The old parcel post. But um, I bring this up is because retail has to change. I'm buying my jeans now from Europe. I'm not paying any extra money. It's like, isn't that freaky? To me, it is. Thank you very much. So the first time in history that incredibly large companies, you know, um, are the ones to say, you know, we don't have to close stores, but we could actually open stores. But it's the smaller stores who are in the biggest amount of trouble. The Amazons and the Walmarts have been picking at them for years. And physical locations have very high fixed costs. One of the things, and this just shows you how my brain works, and I'm so, 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 so sorry for this. We we did a story earlier this week that Best Buy is opening up 800 stores across America. And I'm so happy because I do kind of like to, on occasion to go to a store and walk around and go, oh, that's what the new TVs look like. Oh, that's what the new phones look like. Um, but anytime I see a Best Buy, I, I go, wow, that's a really, really amount, large amount of retail space. I've got one very small home. I've got a second home. It's egregious. But the home that I live in year-round is tiny. So when I go into a Best Buy, I'm like, this is a large amount of space. Look at that. It's luxurious amounts of space. But that costs money. So uh, the large companies right now are being very, very nimble at surviving. But the smaller companies are... You know, having to watch how much square footage they take on. And against Amazon and Walmart, every little bit of square footage that you pay for, they're putting into warehouse space, which is a lot cheaper than retail space. Anyway, the decline in mall traffic, it's going to hurt a lot of companies. Like, for instance, and I'm just going to say this, Gap, eh, if we're going to go online to shop... Like they go to the mall and like saying, okay, let's swing by Gap to see if they got T-shirts on sale or whatever on sale, right? But the issue is, if we have to go online, are the mall-based ones like are they out? Are they destinations for us? Have you ever been to Urban Outfitters online or American Eagle Outfitters online or Abercrombie and Fitch online uh, or Signet Jewelers? These are all guys who have retail exposure 
very much so on foot in malls. And I think the pandemic is, if it hasn't really hurt the long term, it, it's at least nibbled at it pretty good. The Dow opened up um, big for four or five days in a row there. We were pushing towards records. We hit records in the NASDAQ. We continued to say, whoa, positive territory for this area. Great recovery. And now we've hit a little bit of a period of time where we're down big. And again, I know you remember me saying this earlier this week. With this market rebound, and it's gone so far, so fast, look at your portfolio. And if there's anything that stinks in it, consider getting rid of it. Um, Boeing's coming back to Earth very, very quickly on cancellations. I kind of like that. That's a good reason to say that Boeing should be not be moving up or down. If companies are saying, we want 10 planes, and they're saying, no, 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 we want one plane. That's a real reason to send a stock lower, right? So um, across the board today, it's bloody. I just looked at the numbers. I don't want to look. I don't want to look. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where there's blood involved, but you don't want to look. Don't look. Okay, I'm going to say it in three seconds. Don't listen, okay? The Dow down 912 points, down 3.3%. That's almost down 1,000. NASDAQ down 180. Man, that's down 1.8%. S&P 500 is down 2.5%. But the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 912 points. Wow, the Russell's down 4%. That's a big old loser, down 59 points to 1407. So anyway, don't look. I hope you didn't look. Um, because the happy days are no longer here again. We're pulling back. We're pulling back, Captain. Good. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Boeing down 8.5%. Sorry. Every now and then I get a little bit sidetracked. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. We have some really great downloads, newfocusfinancial.com, and we continue to add more to them. You can find them yourself at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. It's me, Rob Black. Hope you're well. 800-516-1220 for those of you who want to try to chime in. We never get enough calls on the show anymore as radio has moved a lot more towards podcasting. You consume it when you want to. I get it. Awesome. Um, but calls are still welcome. Astra, AstraZeneca, big drug company, big pharmaceutical company. Am I going to talk COVID? Do you think so? But no. Type 2 diabetes. They're there. That's in the world that they're playing when they're not talking about COVID updates and COVID news and COVID vaccinations. AstraZeneca is going to present an exploratory analysis of a phase three trial on a drug called, oh boy, oh boy, I got myself into this one, Farxija, F-A-R-X-I-J-A, Farxija. I hate drug names. Make them something more like Sam. We've come up with a drug called Sam. It's going to do the phase three trial. It's going to provide insights into onset of type two diabetes and heart failure patients. Talking about glucogens and you know 
platitudes. I'm like, that's kind of a little over my head. But I, I, what I saw was type 2 diabetes. And we are a nation of Oompa Loompas. We eat. We don't exercise. Now we don't even pay for the gym. We're like, oh, I'm not paying for a gym because of COVID. Shut it down. So we don't even pay for a gym that we won't go to, which is kind of awesome. So some headlines in the news that are important. I think this is actually a one that we have to pay attention to this one. Um, A second wave of coronavirus is emerging in several states, such as Texas and California, and we're having increasing hospitalizations. So as social distancing wanes a little bit, as we get curious about our neighbors, as we get curious about live music, we're getting sick again. It's worthy of note. U.S. coronavirus cases have topped 2 million. 20 states are showing increasing cases. Six are showing flat. 24 are showing declining. But it's the 20 that are increasing. That's not a small number. China says they want to resume U.S. trade talk. Protesters have taken over and claimed several blocks of Seattle streets. They're demanding that the city defund the police. Oh, boy. Um, a lot going on there as far as stocks, Starbucks and Amazon. But the stocks that I see moving tied towards protesters are gun stocks like Sturm Ruger. Weird, right? Disneyland has proposed to plan to reopen July 17. Looking at the calendar, that's a little bit more than a month from now. Moms around the country just started to panic. They're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, it's opening back up. My kid's going to want to go. And they have to mobilize quickly because we know when it opens back up, it's going to be at less capacity. Or do you move quickly and not risk your kid's life? Or do you risk your kid's life? Or do you not? And you're saying, that's messed up. You don't say that on air, Rob, even if you're thinking that's what people, other people are doing. I'm not judging. I'm not. I'm just saying statistically, you're still supposed to be locked up. So, but that's the game I play, statistics. White House wants to move forward with a plan for airlines to conduct contact tracing by September 1. Okay. I don't think America's ready for that. We'll find out. United Airlines, American Airlines, Delta, JetBlue, Southwest, um, Hawaiian Airlines all move on those kind of stories. Tesla's received approval to build Model 3 cars in China equipped with lithium iron phosphate batteries. Goldman Sachs is going to start bringing back initial groups of workers on June 22nd. I've seen a little bit more of this. Apple's looking right around that that, that time frame as well. Saying you're welcome to come back into the offices. Your your desk is still here. No one stole your Roddenberg and doll. Elsewhere, Zoom Video is receiving criticism of its over its relationship with China following its decision to shut down a U.S. human rights organization account. That's always kind of tricky, right? I don't. If this is kind of a don't say it because you might piss someone off, but it's kind of a come to Jesus moment for Zoom Video that other companies have already had, where you're you're, you're you have to question your soul, you have to question how you're doing business. You know, Apple they they turn their eyes to some things in China for sure. One of the things Apple does well though in China is they they create jobs. Google, their search engine got pulled a year, few years back in their, their e- because their emails weren't safe. Chinese citizens were like 
uh, freaked out that you know Google's not going to share our information with the government. Google's not going to share our information with the government. Oh shoot, Google just shared our information with the government. So you kind of walk a little a funny line when you do business with China. And uh, Zoom Video is finding that out today. The EPA has ordered Amazon and eBay to stop selling unproven coronavirus products. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> never buy anything if it says something on the outside of the box. Joe Rogan approved. Joe Rogan says, this saved my hemorrhoids. Don't ever buy stuff like that. Isn't it sad we live in a, a world where our government has to get involved and tell Amazon and eBay to stop selling unproven coronavirus products? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This, to me, is not good. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, I did see a story yesterday that I'm so happy I saw because it, it had a quote in it that I loved. And it was, uh, they started talking about Marshmallow and the concert that he did on Fortnite, the pixelated stage. And how he probably made untold millions of dollars selling virtual merchandise. Um, in the game, you were able to buy a skin that looks like Marshmallow. He got a piece of that. There's a new company out there, and they've already started raising money based on Marshmallow. It's a company called Wave. It's a Los Angeles-based startup. And what they're trying to do is, is create a DJ virtual reality concert world. And there's a really cool video on it. There's um, a young lady named Lindsay Sterling. She's a uh, when she sings, she um, um, uses a, a violin. So she dances with the violin, and they, the video shows you what they're doing. Is like Travis Scott came to Fortnite just recently and created a 15 minute concert like experience where at one minute you're floating in the stars, then you're plunged underwater. Pretty cool stuff. It was fun to watch. I'm not a, how we say, do I know one Travis Scott song? I don't. Um, should I? I, I should, because I think he played the Super Bowl at one point in time not that long ago. Um, long story short, it's, it's a, this company is creating a platform of tools so that bands could pull forward and start doing more virtual concerts. What we once thought was going to be 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. They're here, and the company is a company um, called Wave. So I was watching a lot of what they're doing on the Internet, and I like it. And they've partnered with Jay-Z's Rock Nation. They've partnered with Warner Music and the artists, and they understand that some artists are small and some artists have tons of money. So they're going to charge you two more money to use their tools, knowing that you two will be able to get their money back. It's a pretty neat little business model, and it, it – they're just animating. They're turning it into a virtual studio. They're giving the tools to bands so that they can do a concert on Friday night. This Friday night, you're going to be watching a concert. You're going to be watching it from your home, which, again, it's okay. We've gotten bigger TVs, bigger monitors in the years past, right? So venture capital instantly has jumped in on this. Um, and they've got the math that really makes it kind of quite intriguing, um, so the artists can rent their tools, right? But the artists can also sell, they can have a concert tonight and have 3 million of their Instagram fans or, you know, they could 
blasted out there. And they pay $2 each. But the artist doesn't have to pay for a venue. The artist doesn't have to pay for a lot of electricity and equipment and travel and setup. No. So roadies are basically it's taking the roadie out of the road show. So it's there you go. There's our loser. Save the roadie. We want to do music in front of real people, not in front of virtual people. So virtual concerts, the interactivity is getting there to the point that, you know, am I going to spend $60 tonight uh, watching a band on at my home? No. But if my favorite band was doing a concert for $3, I might for sure. So I like it. Um, in theory, the possibilities are endless there. And, you know, the physical model uh, of the future being a hub for artists that they can go grab tool, put together a basic show and get their message out and they get it you know, suddenly around the world. <clears throat> it's, it's nice what we said that, that pull forward. And what I liked about that story. And again, sorry if I don't make any sense to you <clears throat> is we pulled forward a business that wasn't ready for prime time. And now it's ready for prime time. And we're putting millions of dollars of venture capital into it immediately because we see that as a, a form of uh, artists making more money, artists being in more control. So there you go. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, the stories out of Wall Street today are not good. We have a big number of a pullback. We have the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 930 points. That's going to spook some people. Groupon's down 22%. Talking about uh, falling and can't get up. 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So I can't sing. I know that pretty hardcore about myself, right? What I am good at is seeing what is happening in the market and kind of explaining it. We had a, a horrible month of March. COVID shut us down. We got scared. We bought too much toilet paper. We bought too many Lysol wipes. I somehow had two of those Lysol wipes before it all started, and I've, I've run out. We didn't need to buy 10 of them because two of them would have lasted you three months. If you're Rob Black, I know you're saying you're a filthy man, Rob Black. You should have used more than that. Um, okay, I get it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, taking a look at the markets today, the, the story, it's not good. But the one thing, like I said, I do well is I can see the markets. I can tell you March was rough. April and May was a great recovery. Now we're getting into some of the deeper understandings of the, of the economic impacts, where it hits harder, where the earnings are, where there aren't. Um, we're starting to see some of the ramifications, and we're down today, and we're down yesterday, and we're down the day before that. We don't want a V-shaped recovery. We do know that's not going to be completely realistic. We, No matter what, we missed a month or two of vacations. We missed a month or two of flights, right? And when do we get back? When we're only at this point in time talking about Disney opening at 25% capacity, we know that like the V doesn't make a lot of sense. So today the market's down 981. 
when it goes down a thousand, people notice, right? I get that. Um, but now is the time where, since we had the horrible pullback, the correction turned into a bear market, turned into a recovery, turned into a, another bull market started. Anytime you go 20% off your lows, new bull market. Anytime you go 20% from your highs, bear market. The bear market didn't last but maybe a month. So this is a pretty easy market to read. In the last couple of weeks, you've had a chance to lighten up on anything that you don't want there. Did you do it or not? Um, it wasn't lost on me yesterday that Microsoft and Apple on the same day hit a $1.5 trillion market valuation. You want to hear messed up? I wrote down the number one five hundred billion million. When you write down one point five trillion, you're like, uh, that's a lot of zeros. <laughs> that's how much tri- Apple's worth. That's a lot of zeros. A lot of zeros. I don't know. I'm still impressed by the number trillion. I remember as a child, do you remember when you learned the first time about million and then you're like, you're like, whoa, no way. And then your math teacher, whoever it was, just threw your world into a, a loop by talking about infinity. You're like, whoa. Okay, maybe you didn't have the same experiences as a child as I did. Russell 2000 is down a very inefficient 4%. The Dow is down 3.6%. The SP 500 is down to almost 3%. That's a lot of losers today. It's going to be a tough day to find a winner. Oh, found one. A company called Zynga. <laughs> Peloton's up today. So Nike's going to recognize Juneteenth as a paid annual holiday. Juneteenth is June 19th. And Apple, not an Apple, I'm sorry, Nike's going to send employees home to commemorate the end of slavery in the United States. Starting this year and going forward, Nike will recognize Juneteenth as a paid holiday. I think that's kind of cool. I don't know much about social justice. I don't know much about social understanding. I don't think our economy needs another day off, but that's fine. I think that's kind of cool. It almost feels like Nike is making it up. Or they're starting to something, right? Oh, say, a revolution. Old Nike commercial. So you say you want a revolution. Okay, I'm going to shut up. The show is like pudding today. It's not exactly right. Bank of America um, is one of the companies, big financial institutions, that's done pretty well in the last three years. But now they've run into a situation where the Federal Reserve says, we're going to keep interest rates low through 2022. And they're like, oh. Now, one thing the banks have going coming for them is a stress test. And that'll allow them to raise their dividends a bit more. We've been very uh, micromanaging as a nation of our banks and how much cash they have to have and how much can they share with their shareholders. You don't want to bail out banks just to see them like pay off their shareholders. We get that, right? That makes a lot of sense to most of us. So Bank of America stands to benefit from stress tests, but yesterday I also got some bad news and the low interest rates for a longer period of time. 
messaging, which again, that's one of the things that the Fed said yesterday. You know, one of our secrets, one of our tools, and you're like, can you turn like a straw into gold? No, I'm a banker. I can't do that. Uh, can you uh, uh, turn uh, uh, bread into fish? No, can't do that either. But I do have this really cool trick. I can keep rates low longer. And the cool trick was that they said the word longer. Their forecasts typically don't go through 2022. So that creates a lot of, um, how shall we say, runway for a plane to land on or take off from. If we know we have low interest rates for 18 months, I, I think that kind of kind of implies, and it's not 18 months. 18 months takes us to the end of 2021, right? 2022, whoa, if we know we have 30 months, and we don't have 30 months, but they're saying we can, we can envision that far out <clears throat> until we have to raise interest rates again. That's, a, that's pretty smooth sailing for quite a period of time for the world institutions to look at and say, we could borrow some money from these guys. <laughs> so um, banks got kind of some bad news yesterday. Does that change your thought on the sector? Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, the stock market at this point in time is doing exactly normal, healthy stuff, in my opinion. After a big run-up, stocks pulled back noticeably. I like the word noticeably. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com.